This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is episode 16, Brandon Gailey, the blog millionaire, On Purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week, we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunity in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out above the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. Man, I'm excited to bring you Brandon Gailey today, host of the Blog Millionaire podcast, wildly successful guy, Um, but he's got a great backstory. Before we get to that, I just wanted to say thank you to someone who went over to iTunes and left us a very cool rating and review, and you can do so too if you go into iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. It's very simple. JustinBarkley.com slash podcast is the direct link. Leave us a five-star rating and an awesome review. And make sure you include your name and everything so we can say thank you to you, like Heath. Thank you to Heath LaBox, who says, away with words on purpose. Five stars. Justin Barkley's way of getting his guests to open their hearts and spill the beans of what it means to inspire and live a rich life is bar none. Every episode is packed full of knowledge nuggets that will inspire you to love life and those around you. Man, thank you, Heath. From the bottom of my heart, dude, that means a lot. HeathLabox.com is his website. Again, if you leave a five-star rating and review, make sure that you leave your website name or Twitter handle, Facebook, whatever it is, something that you'd like to promote, podcast, book, etc. And I'd love to give you a little bit of a, a boost, you know, just for, uh, just for leaving something cool for us. We really appreciate that. So thank you, Heath. All right. On with the show. Our guest today has been at the top of the mountain and also fallen all the way down to the bottom into a pit of great despair. Health challenges have plagued him throughout his life. Even though he was very successful, wildly, in fact, in his business, Brandon Gailey found himself struggling to survive just to even live at points in his life. So how did he turn things around? What was it that fueled his fire and his desire to live, his burning passion to turn his tragedy into triumph? How was he able to turn adversity into advantage? You're going to get some tips today, and I think some really good insight into Brandon's story, because just a few moments from now, Brandon will join us to talk about what exactly it was that allowed him to do that, how he was able to go from barely breathing, stuck in the hospital, to thriving 
on top of the world and living a life on purpose today. The ups and the downs. You'll get a clear picture and great insight into Brandon Gailey's life. Welcome to the show, Brandon. And I guess I want to start with this. You know, many people that I've interviewed, a lot of people that I talk to, they've always known that they have something greater inside of them, something more that they were meant to do. And, you know, if you're like me, you probably have felt ever since you were a kid that you wanted to do things a little differently. Like you wanted to do things a little bit abnormal, a bit different from the norm, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs or people that have something that they want, entrepreneurs want to do, they started right with collecting baseball cards, selling them lemonade stands, those kind of things. You know, I started with a mobile DJ business when I was a kid. Uh, it, it like, you know, it starts at an early age. It seems like almost as if it's in your blood. So our guest, Brandon Gailey today, I have to ask you a very successful guy. Um, what was the spark for you? When did you first realize that you kind of had the bug? I guess it all started with reading a book called Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude by Napoleon Hill. Mm. It was a dark time for me back in my freshman year of high school. I was consistently getting bullied and beat up by this local gang and uh, being a, a young kid and, and I was essentially a minority. I was one of about eight Caucasians in a, in a school dominated by Hispanics. So there was a disparity there and getting beat up every day kind of wore me down. But one day my mom took me to the mall and, and when I was browsing through Walden books, I was normally going to baseball books and things like that. But I saw that the title of the book, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude, and it grabbed me and I took it off the shelf and I started reading it and didn't stop reading it until my mom found me. And then I took it home and I ended up reading it cover to cover within two nights. And that was kind of the the beginning of my journey, because at that point I had decided that I wanted to uh, be an entrepreneur and start businesses. What, what kind of, like, what were the first kind of things that you started? Well, the first thing that really got me into business and understanding it was collecting baseball cards and then keeping track of their prices, then eventually buying them low and selling them high. So, for example, shortly after I read that book, I uh, went to KB toy stores about a month later, and I had uh, collected about $200 in lawnmower fees, and <laughs> I stocked up on 1984 Topps football cards. It was wow. two years after that, but they were going on sale. It was called a rack pack, so they had three packs in a plastic package, and they were five for a dollar. And essentially, I bought all of them for the $200, and that $200 investment uh, I was able to turn that into $30,000 because they were loaded with Dan Marino and John Elway rookie cards. Wow. I s sold them at the top of their game while I was in college. I'd, I'd go to these uh, weekend baseball card shows that happened in different cities around Austin, Texas. And there, there'd be about six or seven of them during the summertime. Take all my cards and then I'd, I'd sell them out. Uh, it's, that's so funny. It's it's uh, 
You know what's interesting is I think uh, for for a lot of people who have the itch or want to do something different, if if they if they haven't already kind of started with something like that, or maybe even if they had but they were younger, when you get older, you kind of tend to like complicate things. There's there's this like uh, tendency for adults to make things so complicated, and yet, and I've heard people talk about. You know, going to garage sales. I've heard people talk about the, ba- you know, baseball cards and all just all just different kinds of ways, simple ways of just turning it, being able to find something of value and then turn a profit with it. What do you think that is that we we tend to, you know, go from when something that was so simple as a child to, you know, to, to folks who are adults turning it into some sort of uh, thing that's much, you know, much seems like much, much more complicated. I think a lot of it is just psychological barriers. When you're a child, you're a dreamer naturally. Uh, mm. You don't you don't know much. You don't. You're kind of fearless. And the younger you are, the, the more fearless you are. And then as you grow older, you start getting boundaries. Whether it's because you went to college and you think you should get a job, and, and getting a business is scary. Mm-hmm. You read something on the internet, or you hear someone about failing a failing business because. Unfortunately, most businesses do fail. It's just the, the way the numbers work. But it, it can be scary. And I've, I've known a lot of people that I've worked with from the client side of business where I, I, can, I can see their fears keeping them from being successful because they're not willing to take the risk. And when it comes to being an entre- entrepreneur, you have to do whatever it takes to make more money than what you're spending. It's as simple as that. There's so much emotion. I think you're right, man. You nailed it. There's so much emotion in there that that we add into it. And when you're a kid, you know, nobody or or you just haven't heard it enough. Like you haven't heard, no, you can't do that or that'll never work or, you know, you're just <laughs> you haven't you haven't been programmed yet, <laughs> you know, and uh, and you're right. You're open to all these things these different things so so you started you started early you overcame some long odds and you did um you did go on to be pretty successful at a pretty young age what what did you um what was your first like official you know the the business that you were able to build up um you know as a as a teen and and uh and moving moving into your 20s i'd say the first official business my first seven figure plus business started my last year in college and I was getting starting to do interviews and and but while I was doing interviews I was learning about how to create websites and then rank them on the search engine and at the time it was there was no Google it was just Yahoo hmm. and my first website was absolute Katie Holmes because Katie Holmes was real popular back sure. then yeah. as of Dawson's Creek and I remember getting that up and within a week seeing that it was getting thousands of people visiting it per day. And I realized that there's potential there. And I went to my third interview with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. They offered me the job to manage a location. And I remember looking at them and said, I'm going to pass right away. And I never took another interview again. So that was it. It just, just uh, no looking back. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's again another 
another really simple yet, uh, you know, I guess profoundly effective uh, thing that just ended up working out for you. Was that the first? Was that the the first one that you tried and it worked, or did you try others before? Uh, that was the very first uh, website that I that I knocked out, and I I just realized I understood the power of search back then. I really didn't have my own computer yet. I was, but I was going to the University of Texas, and they had a nice computer area where all the students had access to it. And Netscape was the big thing back then. It was Netscape and Yahoo. And just knocked out that website and then just saw the potential with with the amount of traffic that was getting. Wasn't making any money yet, but I knew that it was right around the corner. That's crazy. Now, what was it? What was it, Katie Holmes? Was it, uh, you know, what was the draw for that? Was there anything specific? Oh, I just uh, threw up some pictures and her bio and then some... Kind of like the same thing with Game of Thrones and everybody's wondering what's going to happen in the sure. future. Yeah. Back then, everyone wanted to know what was going to happen in the future with Dawson's Creek. Oh, uh, yeah. And then everything's going to happen with the different characters and speculation, things like that. You know, it's so funny. I, I got, a, got a good friend, Cliff Ravenscraft, who has a podcast. And, you know, same kind of start with him is he started with that uh, TV show Lost, you know, and he started this podcast that just took off out of nowhere. But it was something that... Again, other people were already talking about there or they were already interested in. So there was the market, right? He knew where it was. And uh, this was unintentional, I guess, at the time. And it just kind of, you know, it just kind of took off from there. Um, what did you learn about about that at the time? You know, what, what were the things that you initially started learning? Well, the, the main thing that I learned was that with Yahoo is very simple algorithm. So back then with Yahoo, they didn't have that many uh, engineers doing their search algorithm, everything was focused on, on building the front end and, and working all, adding the different services, but they weren't worried about the actual search algorithm. So it was pretty easy to reverse engineer. So I ended up reverse engineering the algorithm for Yahoo and Alta Vista because those were the two that made up all the, uh, the search searches back then and then started to create websites. My first company was client base and basically did web design and then helped their client help the clients rank on on Google and then sold that company or sold my to my partner and then started a second company that focused on just having ownership of all the sites and over a couple of years time we uh, built a network of about 2000 websites wow use using that reverse algorithm and help build companies like Free Credit Report and Insurance. Hmm. So, with these websites that you had, how were you making money? Were you just driving traffic with the search engines, and then there were ads on these websites? Is that how it worked? Well, back then there was no AdSense; it was all affiliate marketing, hmm. and uh, so there was a there was a barrier to entry for the average uh, webmaster. So, because if you were able to build relationships with different co- companies that didn't have an affiliate program set up with Commission Junction, for example, you'd be able to have exclusive rights to that mm. and then have higher payouts. And so it was, it was mostly affiliate marketing commission across the board. And mm-hmm. we ended up building a, another company off of that. It was an email marketing company because the amount of emails we were capturing 
I guess right. at our height, we were getting about 40 to 50 million unique visitors per month. Wow. So what kind of products were these affiliate marketing, um, were these different options? Oh, free credit report, insurance, hot jobs. Those mm-hmm. were three of our, our, our higher end. So okay. there, there'd be 20 affiliate marketing agreements that made up about 90% of our revenue. So Brandon's kind of living the dream here, right? Like he is on top of the world. He's young. He's successful. His business is growing. But then wouldn't you know it? Life happens. How does he deal with that next? We'll ask Brandon when we come back and give you a little insight in how to turn tragedy into triumph. By the way, you can text in at 44222 and get in our VIP all access newsletter. Literally tips, tricks, dozens of ways that you can learn how to create more freedom in your life right from home. Just uh, text in the name Justin, my name, to 44222. And when you do, it'll ask for your email. Uh, Send that in. And then, boom, you're automatically in. And you're even closer to living your life on purpose. This is On Purpose. On Purpose. On the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. Have you ever been on top of the world or felt like just nothing could take you down? That's a surefire recipe for disaster and disappointment because... Nothing ever stays the same, right? Like life always changes. We're in a current state of flux. And one day you could be on the top of the mountain and the king and then find yourself the next day all the way down at the bottom. That's kind of what happened for Brandon Gailey. His life was on fire. You know, he was really successful at a young age, but finally he found himself in a really odd situation where even though he had so much going on in his business life, personally, his life was in shambles. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, it means nothing. So true wealth really is found in your health. It didn't happen overnight, but Brandon soon found himself at the bottom of that mountain in a pit of despair. Brandon, can you talk a little bit about what you started to notice? Well, towards the, my late 20s, I started noticing that I was having some problems. So the, the company that I built those affiliate marketing relationships with, I stepped down as the CEO of the company and kind of just went off to Europe to start another company. But it was more that I could see myself declining and, it was, and I was declining fast. And I had all my business connections and friends starting to, to look at me and starting to worry. And I, I just didn't like that feeling. So kind of like a, a dog going off to die, essentially. 
I went off to Europe and was hoping that I'd uh, be able to figure it out and then come back more healthy, but that didn't work out. And I came back a couple of years later. And at that point in time, I, the health bills had racked up and I was pretty much down to negative money because my brain wasn't working right anymore. So I, I, could, I wasn't making good business decisions and I'd, I'd always made money, but all of a sudden I couldn't make any money anymore and I had to come back and I remember flying in and just finding a room on Craigslist because I couldn't afford my own, even an apartment at that point. Hmm. So I rented out a, a small room that it was about 80 square feet and I knew that I just had to survive as long as I could. But then, it, long story short, um, what, I, were you, what were you, if you don't mind me uh, interrupting, Brady, what, what were you, what was, what were you battling there with the, uh, with the brain issues? Well, they didn't know it, it was in my, that it was my brain yet. So okay. my, my body was just breaking down on multiple areas. So my, I was having problems with neuro, neurology, muscular uh, cardiology. So it kind of reached its, its point of where they realized that, Hey, this, this guy's going to eventually die at some point. If we don't figure out what's going on, they sent me to a cardiologist because I was starting to have some heart problems. Mm-hmm. I failed all the three stress tests simultaneously. I essentially was there from 9am in the morning till about 6pm at night. And then as I was driving back, I got a call from the head of cardiology at uh, Scott at the at the hospital, and then at that point, I knew it was pretty bad news because he basically just said, uh, "It looks like your your heart is on the verge of failing, and I need to get you in for a heart cath in the morning." And I've lined up a cardiothoracic surgeon because you're probably going to have to have open heart surgery that day. So go ahead and. Uh, all your family members let them know what's going on so i know it was a very difficult conversation calling my parents Mm. and kind of explaining that hey you know this is what's going on and listening to their fear but i got over there did the heart cath and woke up from the heart cath and the cardiologist said that my heart was completely healthy and that he didn't know what was going going on and but he checked me into the hospital and said he wanted to have different specialists run tests that night, I got up to uh, take a, a quick shower, and my fiance was there with me, fortunately. And when I went into the shower, this big bulge started to come up on the side of my leg and my thigh because they go in through the, uh, the artery right there in your thigh. And the artery had come loose. Hmm. It barely make it back to my bed completely naked, fall on, almost pass out. They do a code blue, and for 15 minutes, they just they had eight doctors and nurses take turns putting pressure on my leg because mm. if it didn't clot, I was I was going to bleed out. Mm. And it was one of those moments where I, I'm kind of going in and out. The doctor's telling me to to hang on, and and I could see my fiance up against the wall and just completely distraught, not knowing what to do. I can't even imagine. Um, 
you know what what that's what that's got to be like um you know what are you th- what are you thinking as as this is happening you see you're going in and out uh, you know what what goes through your mind when when something like that happens the whole time i was just focusing on my fiance and i i, I was you're kind of not there because i'm i'm kind of going in and out of being conscious because so much blood is is being released hmm. and but as i was going in and out i just kept on thinking how horrible it must be for her uh-huh. and just just seeing her and focusing on that and then towards the very end as i was coming out of consciousness i started to uh, realize that i'm completely naked because they they hadn't taken it taking the time to put a towel over me mm-hmm. then finally one of the uh, doctors said let's let's turn this from an r to a a pg and put a towel on it <laughs> that was that was the uh, thing that i always remembered but wow. for seven days they did 150 different tests they finally identified that there was a tiny pituitary tumor that was secreting chemicals into my brain mm. damaging my brain and then causing my brain not to interact with the rest of my body. And that's why everything else was falling apart. They, I went from doctor to doctor. And then they identified that they were able to seal it with, with chemicals. So they sealed the tumor, but there was still damage in the brain, specifically in my ability to regulate adrenaline. And I wasn't able to sleep because I was waking up hundreds of times every mm-hmm. five to ten minutes. And they basically said, if you can't figure out your sleep problem, you will die in two years. Mm-hmm. So I went from every top sleep specialist I could find. They couldn't figure it out. I finally found a, a doctor that was doing some experimental medicine in the, in, in the related area. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, he was able to come up with a cocktail of drugs in addition to coming up with a system to where I would stay asleep for 12 hours. So the drugs would keep me down for 12 hours. And the theory was that if I stay down for 12 hours instead of seven to eight hours, then I could get enough sleep so that my body won't continue to break down. And I started coming out of it as soon as I came out of it and started to get my mind back. Um, my wife had just gotten pregnant for the first time. She was about four months pregnant and she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And it, was, it was a good thing that I got to the point to where my mind was there. And so that I could be there for her because it all kind of happened. This all from the code blue to the brain tumor to getting pregnant and her being diagnosed all happened in this period of about eight months. So it all happened really fast. Wow. With pinnacle of everything. Okay. So you've, you've, you know, let's let's recap here. Uh, you've, you know, had tremendous success in the business world. Uh, right when you thought you were on top of it all, you start to get sick. You're not really sure what it is. These mysterious symptoms. Eventually, you find yourself in the hospital with some major issues health wise, uh, and they're you almost die right there in the hospital. But they 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 eventually figure out. They nail it down to this uh, this tumor. Um, and yet you're not out of the woods. There's still a shot that, uh, you may still die because you can't really get to sleep. And, and we know how important, uh, and that, that really is. So they finally start, it's another miracle that they finally start to get this figured out. 
and then whammo, you're hit again, and your wife at the time, right? Correct. And and she's got breast cancer, and she's pregnant at the same time. All with yeah. this is all within like kind of like an eight month period. How do you how you know how do you? That's enough to take any man down. So how do you handle it? And you might be surprised how well Brandon handled that. As a matter of fact, when we come back, Brandon will give you a little bit of insight into how you can turn your pain into purpose or tragedy into triumph. You can turn those obstacles into opportunity any day of the week. Maybe you're in the place right now where you desperately need this advice and this insight or You'll find yourself sooner or later one day in a place where you will need to turn that adversity into advantage. Brandon gives you his tips and how he did it climbing out of that pit with an uphill battle back to the top. Brandon Gailey from BrandonGailey.com and his podcast, The Blog Millionaire. Right after this. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. If you could save 17% on labor costs and get the same amount and same quality of labor, who wouldn't do that? Whatever the wage gap they say is 20%, 30%, 15%. You don't think an employer is going to be... You'd have companies where it was only women. Because that's just sound economics, right? Oh, there must be some other reason for the, the quote-unquote wage gap that exists in different industries. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. When life gives you lemons, what do you do? You've heard that famous phrase like, uh, make lemonade. (laughs) How can you really turn that adversity into advantage? How can you make the very thing that seems to be in your way the way to success? Brandon Gailey, Blog Millionaire Podcast and BrandonDaily.com is... Hugely popular blog joins us now to talk about that uphill battle for him in the midst of the health issues, struggling just to get back to normal. Brandon, how did you handle all of this and how were you able to turn this tragedy into triumph? I I probably wouldn't have been able to handle it as well as I did if it wasn't for the a decade of of reading books and listening to books on CD just about uh, whether it's staying positive, how to, how to problem solve mm-hmm. at that point, before I started getting sick, I was an avid book reader mm-hmm. and, and listening to books on CD overall close to a thousand at that point. And it's all nonfiction and just, it's kind of like wax on wax off at that point. I was locked in, ready to go and, and ready to help my wife get through this because at the time we got to the doctors were saying that she had a 41% chance of two year survival rate. Mm. And they also said that we needed to choose between her and, and the oh, child man. because, and that was a, kind of an impossible choice. And yeah. I decided to say, no, I'm not going to choose. 
I, I need some time to try to figure this out. And I spent a couple of days just scouring the internet, making phone calls, sending emails. Basically found a study on, on pregnant women that had different types of cancer and how it's kind of supercharged because of the hormones that women have. Mm-hmm. Went back to the, uh, the doctors at uh, Baylor and MD Anderson because we were both working on her at the time trying to figure out what to do. And I said, hey, if you did a variation of the needle biopsy and biopsied the tumor from 20 different points, because at the time it was what's called a stage three inflammatory clinical diagnosis, the, the biological diagnosis was inconclusive based upon the biopsies. I said, if, there were, if all 20 were inconclusive, then would, would we have to really choose between the two? Could we do a different course? Mm. Anyways, they did it. Turned out it was inconclusive. They were able to have a mastectomy as opposed to going straight into radiation and, and chemotherapy and hold off the radiation and chemotherapy until after the baby was born. Baby was born completely healthy. Three months after that, Two days before Christmas, we got the news that my wife was cancer-free. She's been cancer-free ever since. Wow. Okay, so, so much. Let's go back and unpack some of this because, uh, like I said, this is enough to take any man down. And yet, y- you were almost uniquely prepared for it. So, where does this come from? Because, Brandon, here's the thing. Somebody's going to hear this and say, well, you know, I mean... You know, this, this he's special, and and certainly, you know, you had done many special things, and your story really is special. But let's find out, like, what is special here? I mean, can anybody uh, learn to handle life this way, have this kind of outlook, and be prepared, or, or is it just something that that you're born with? I mean, I mean, some some people would look at you and say, "Well, you're different," and there, there's just no way I, can, you know. There's no way I could do that. I think it all, all depends upon sometimes some people are, are born with more resolve than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you with my story, when I was getting bullied, I wasn't a, I didn't have a, a positive mental attitude at that point. Mm-hmm. I was beat down and I was ready to, to commit suicide and just get out of it. So mm-hmm. take the easy way out. But that, so it took, Overcoming that and just with businesses, you're, you know, even when a business is successful, it, you, you still have ups and downs and you're constantly dealing with it. But most importantly, that I, what I tell people is surround yourself with positive people and put, the, put positive things into your mind and constantly be improving yourself by reading, listening. And nowadays, it's even so much easier with podcasts. You can just download podcasts left and right mm-hmm. and for free and constantly be listening to that and your your mind remembers it and and turns you in can, and when there's something serious going on just like when you've heard someone get stuck under the car and someone being able to be able to lift the car up mm-hmm. even though they're not super strong it's just when you're in that type of situation you're your mind becomes so focused and you're able to accomplish more, especially when it's some, someone that you love. It's harder when it's on you. It's hard, hard to figure mm-hmm. out when it's your problem. But if it's someone else that you love, you, you really become locked in and you can do amazing things. 
It's so funny because most folks will lose it if the fast food restaurant got their order wrong in the drive-thru, right? I mean, there's these little things that set people off. Yet, you have this, you have this, uh, this superhuman-like um, attitude, this ability to, 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 to all of a sudden become crystal clear on what's important and what, and what needs to be done next. And um, in, in much of that, it sounds like you said the books and podcasts now are, are so important. Um, what are like, the, say if you had to pick, maybe, you know, the, the handful of books that were, and I, and I know that's, that's really tough because I read a lot too. And so I know, you know, recently I've kind of started to boil that down as to what were the things, you know, because if you look back, you can kind of say, well, this thing led to that and, and such, but um, it's just such a conglomeration of information. But what would you say if you had to pick maybe a handful of really good reads for, for people? Well, if I had to if I had to pick, I would go with the greatest hits with, as I mentioned before, how to have a positive mental attitude by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Think, think and grow rich and how to win friends and influence people. Uh, those those three will give you the foundation of of your mind and then the principles of what some of the richest people in the world have applied to, to make money in business and then also how to network because I read how to win friends and influence people once once a year and mm. it's just these are, are timeless. And then the other thing is whenever you have a problem, go find a book that discusses that problem and how to solve it. And then read that book cover to cover. That's your, that's your medicine for the problem that you're having. If you consistently do that, because it, books and, and information, it all depends upon what you're personally going through right now. And you need to find the, the book or the information that's right for you. So that's what I always recommend people. And when, when I would sit back, especially at the height of my business, when I had uh, 100 plus employees, people would come to me, whether it be employees, friends, they come to my office and they'd tell me a problem that they have. And I wouldn't try to, to answer their problem and say, hey, you need to do this. Because most of the time, people aren't going to listen to an individual telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. But I would, I'd pull out, I had, a, I had about 400 books on CD and, and, and all of these, about eight binders. And I'd always pull out one of those books. And I'd say, why don't you, why don't you listen to this? I think this will an- answer your problem and, and point you in the right direction. You know, books are just, uh, they're really a great way to learn. There's, uh, you know, on podcasts now, too, Audible's like my, one of my, my absolute favorites, um, because you can just listen to so much. And I think, you know, while you're, you know, while you're driving, while you're working on something, um, there's just so many different opportunities to, to fill the, the, that empty space with, with something good. And there's so many ideas. In, in a book, you know, essentially, you know, a good idea or a different idea about something. And when you're taking it in, like you're really just learning the the idea. That's what it is. The different perspectives. Um, and then as it starts to come into your brain, you're kind of your brain's processing it probably at a level you don't even realize right subconsciously. And you start to see those different patterns and you start to pick them out and in, in 
It's really interesting to hear you say that uh, you never try to solve other people's problems because they don't really typically want to listen, do they? It's if if somebody can can listen to something and figure out what their problem is and how to fix it, they come up with a solution. Boy, they they, they probably really are, you know, much more likely to act on it, aren't they? Absolutely. Teach them how to fish. They'll never be hungry. <laughs> That's so true. Wow. Uh, okay. So, we, you know, we, we got a, we got a great resource there with, with books and podcasts. And another thing that I heard you say that really stood out to me, and this is something that I, I try to do too, but it's that uh, once you've read a book, there are certain books that you, you might want to pick up and read again. Like it's not just enough to read that one book once. And there's, there's, you know, there there are like there are the classics and the ones you mentioned, I, I wholeheartedly agree with. I think that's uh, man, that's that's really powerful. So just looking at how you use books and what you, you know, as they say, success leaves clues and what you use them for at different points. I think that's really powerful. There's definitely some things to be learned from that. So, y- you know, <laughs> when we look at this, what's happened in your life so far? And how far you've come uh, in overcoming the odds. It almost appears, you know, some might say, you know, everything happens for a reason. Are you able to connect those dots? Is that the place where you're at now? Do you feel like these struggles have made you stronger? Oh, absolutely. Any type of struggle that you overcome, it it gives you incredible perspective. It gives you gratitude over everything that you have. So I, I never sweat the small stuff anymore. And because I've, I've, I've been through so much and I'm so grateful every day for the family that I have and, and just being able to even have a business again because hmm. for a long time I, I wasn't mentally capable to, to have my own business. And once you have everything taken away from you, especially your health and your mental ability to even understand what people are saying or being able to verbally communicate and or potentially losing your entire family, your wife and your unborn child. Hmm. I mean, every day you wake up, life's a miracle and you're taking advantage of it to the fullest. I want to ask you about that. What is your average day like? I mean, what do you do? in the morning when you wake up? Well, I'd like to say that I don't have to sleep 12 hours anymore, but I, I still do. That's something that I've accepted. For a while, I, I kept on trying to see doctors and figure out if there's a way around it. But every time I tried to solve the problem, it caused more problems. Mm-hmm. So I've accepted that. I, I put my kids to bed with my wife, kiss them all goodnight, wait until they fall asleep, and then Usually that's around 9.30. Then I will start uh, my routine. I, I sleep in a special room that is devoid of light, noise, special air purifiers to make the air as pure as possible. And then it's super cool to 58 degrees. So it's essentially taking away anything that could stimulate my adrenaline. And then I sleep for 12 to 14 hours and wake up the next day between... 10 to 1130 and start my day from there. 
You know, it's so interesting. Uh, there, there is a great book. Uh, Sean Stevenson wrote it. I, the name escapes me right now, but he's another podcaster. Have you read that book? No, I have not. So it's it's all about sleep and um, the power of it. And one of the the things that I think is so fascinating about it is, um, it it. it it has this weird, and especially in the uh, in the in the business world, this this hustle, hustle, hustle mentality all the time, right? Um, that it's almost like sleep is a weakness, and uh, you know the, the, you hear the stories about people that say, you know, I only sleep. Uh, you know, only a few hours a night. And I think Donald Trump's quoted now saying, I think he only sleeps like four hours a night and he's, he's always working and that's great and everything. But, you know, what's really fascinating is that sleep we're finding out is more and more, um, people, I think even Ariana Huffington wrote a book about the importance and the power of sleep. And we're starting to see people change their, their minds on it but as an entrepreneur as a business owner um do you ever deal with any of the stigma of 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 that uh you know with with that kind of um the fact that you do sleep so you know and have to sleep 12 hours oh i'm really good at time management because mm-hmm. i don't have much time there and most people know my story so my employees people that work with me uh they they, they've read my story. I'm pretty open about it. I, I break down everything from, from the, when I was getting bullied, every health issue that I overcame in a 5,000 word bio on my blog. So mm-hmm. the people that my clients, they see it, they understand it. And at the end of the day, it's all about with business, it's all about results. Uh, if you sleep for two hours a night and uh, you're unprofitable, you don't have a business. If mm-hmm. you, sleep for 14 hours and you're making money, you're making money. There's really no difference there. Mm-hmm. And with that's just the way it is, whether it's money through my blog or, and my clients only care about results at the end of the day. Uh, they wouldn't care how much I sleep. They just want to see traffic go up for them. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, most people don't use the time that they have effectively. You know, so it doesn't matter how much you have if you're not using it effectively, right? You, you, it just you, you can, like you said, you could sleep two hours and it's and it's it doesn't matter. Um, the book is called, by the way, Brandon. It's called Sleep Smarter. Uh, Sean Stevenson. Thank you, Mike. I, I have listened to the podcast interviews that he that he's talked about with that book and, and the specific sleep areas. It's powerful, and it's really interesting to hear you talk about that because I'll tell you, man, um, I have noticed I used to have a real problem with with sleep when I did morning radio, so I'm getting up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and then I'm, you know, um, going immediately when I wake up, I'm just looking forward to the the nap that I'm going to take in the middle of the day, you know, like... Oh, man, I can't wait to go back to sleep. And uh, and then, you know, so I'll take my I would have taken my nap and then I would get back up 
at around a seven o'clock and I had to be watching what was going on and television and on these shows that I really didn't care about personally, but I had to be able to talk about on my show and, and, uh, and so then I'd go to bed again about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So it was like effectively having two days in one, in one day. So it was, it was just horrible. And I, it aged me quite a bit. It really affected my health. And, um, you know, when I was able to take a step back from everything about four years ago, I mean, this was just a tremendous, just to be able to step back and go, whoa, I can, I don't have to have an alarm clock. I can sleep naturally. Um, I've really started to put a lot of these different principles and some of the things that you kind of talked about in your, um, in, in what you described that you do with, with sleeping. I mean, I'll be the first to say, and this is kind of really strange, but I'll be the first to say it right right now. Um, this is the first time my wife and I just started experimenting sleeping in different rooms. And I feel, I got to tell you, like I have this really weird, like kind of weird feeling about it. Part of me is, um, part of me wishes that I was sleeping in the, in the same room in the same bed with her, you know, but I get the best sleep. And she does too. Um, and, and I don't, I mean, I just, I have like this emotional thing where it's like, man, I really feel like I should be sleeping in the same bed, but I'm, you know, but I'm not. And I almost feel guilty because I'm getting such good sleep. Do you, does that, <laughs> does that resonate with you at all? I, I felt a little bad in, in the, in the beginning because or first uh, several years of a relationship we're sleeping every single night together and waking yeah. up together and, mm -hmm. and all that good stuff but when it happened the i just the fact that i had to super cool the room to 58 degrees right i wasn't going to put my wife through that mm -hmm. and it wasn't more of hey i want to sleep better without you here as much as i don't want to put you through this but it's it doesn't really affect the relationship as i said i as long as you have a routine and and you go through that uh, where you, you have the intimacy, you're, you're saying goodnight, right. praying together, things like that. You're, as I said, I put them to sleep first before I go to sleep. So they really don't notice anything. Only thing I'm missing out is the, uh, the morning craziness of getting everybody to school. <laughs> and there are probably some people that are envious, you know, in that case. I say, you know, gosh, you know, I wish I didn't have to get up and... And be a uh, be a part of that, but I'm I'm sure there's there's you know there's a a part of you that misses really misses that. Yeah, it's you, you miss it when you're not there. But as I said, you with with these things that, that are out anything that's out of your control, yeah. you've done everything in your power to to make it better. Uh, you you just have to accept it and move on with your life and not let it eat at you. Because as I said, that that first year of of uh, sleeping twelve to fourteen hours a day even though i was i was excited about once i started feeling better from it mm -hmm. i wanted to solve that problem so that i could get that time back so i fought it for a little bit but then i accepted it and and life got a lot better once i accepted it yeah and i think there's a like to me i'm hearing like a a, a lesson there in the fact that uh you know there there's some things that are out of your control and you handle what you you can with what you you know you work with what you got and it sounds like uh, it sounds like it's really working for you. I, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, 
you know, at, at, at times you probably think that it's, you know, it's not easy, but uh, it, it is it is the way it is. And, and I think also, you know, maybe for people who have different lifestyles or, you know, some parents don't even uh, because of divorce or whatever, you know, they're working, they're not with their kids very much. It really does kind of bring up that idea that you are totally present and with them when you are together you know that that it that it it doesn't matter if you're not with them for a few hours or it doesn't matter if you're not with them if you can't control those things but when you are together that you're you're 100% there you see so many families now and people got their noses down in phones or tablets or whatever you know and they're 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 not there with each other yeah it make, makes a difference and makes you respect every moment that you have and and you're more present than if you've just got time to spare So if you really want to learn how to master your time, it's probably really wise to take advice from somebody who's super grateful for the time that they have. It's probably really best to take advice for someone who really cherishes the time that they have. Someone who's been through a health scare, come out on the other end, yet doesn't have time to waste and time to spare. Maybe Brandon can give you some tips about how to make the most out of the life that you do have, how to be more grateful for the time that you do have, and really start putting it to work for you. We'll talk about how to use your time on purpose right after this. By the way, text in to VIP All Access to grab it now with the free newsletter that I have. Literally dozens of tips to give you more freedom, more time. Right. To make the most of the life that you're living, the business, blog, book, brand, whatever you're trying to build. Maybe it's time to start getting some tips and tricks from the pros, pros like Brandon. Text into four, four, two, two, two right now. Just text my name, Justin, to four, four, two, two, two. It'll ask for your email address. Just send that back and you're in. Or you can hit us up at justinbarclay.com. Come along for the ride. Ordinary heroes walk among us every day. These are their stories. On Purpose with Justin Barclay. On the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. Nobody allow, let alone choreograph, looking bad. So what really happened here? Why really did Obama invite Sanders to the White House? And, 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 and didn't Bernie know about this three weeks ago? Yes. And so why did he ask him? Why did Bernie go? Why did they do this? Did anybody get conned? Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Ordinary heroes walk among us every day. These are their stories. On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. How do you build a thriving business or a brand or write a book or find time to do the thing that you really want to do deep down you desire inside your heart? Especially in the world that we live in today where it seems like more and more of your time is eaten up by so many different things demanding it around you. 
Brandon Gailey's been able to do just that. BrandonGailey.com, his blog, and he's the blog millionaire, the host of the podcast, the same name. You know, listening to his story that he's been through so much and the health scares that he's had have really built his, his refocused, right? His, his view, his perspective of the world and given him the opportunity to start to see things through a different lens. So he's really good with his time. I mean, he's probably better than most. Maybe there's some tips and tricks. If success leaves clues, Brandon, we'd love to learn from you. So why don't you tell us a little bit, maybe some of the things that you do to stay focused in building your brand and your amazing business. Well, with the business, I have to be as focused as much, as much as I can. And as I said, it took me a couple of years to be able to start a business again. And once I did, I was still about $500,000 in debt. Hmm. So once I, the first year in business, I was able to erase that and get going in the positive direction again. Now I was doing more client services, but once I started getting into the blogging side of it and coming up with the system for my blog, that's when things started to, to get a little bit better because the blog and all the other blogs that I've created that I own are constantly getting traffic, generating revenue with advertising, uh, sending people to my course. And I can only do so many clients. That's, that's where my time is limited. Mm-hmm. But I try, to, I try to focus on the things that make the most money and quickly uh, leave things alone that aren't wasting money. It's, it's Real simple as that, because I, I don't have a lot of time to just constantly be messing with the, the new shiny object or the new idea that's coming up. Uh, I mean, every day I say, these are the three things that make money. What am I going to do to make these things better? And if I come up with a really great idea, I have got to get ahead of everything. And I, I stay on top. I keep track of everything with simple spreadsheets. And once I get ahead enough, I, I will schedule out four or five days to do things. And, and rarely is it a new idea. It's more of improving something, like improving something on my blogging course and, and making time to spend on that for five days and making sure that I'm scheduled out. So every day when I make that action item list the night before, I, only, I have a small uh, post-it note that's about six inches long, four inches wide, and I make a point to, that's all I have to work with, as simple as that. I don't give myself a, a bunch of items that are going to make me feel good about myself. And I make sure that those, every single action item is focused on something that's making money. Is that like 80-20 rule? How do you decide? With me, it's more like 99-1. But <laughs> just because I, I don't, there's, there's, when you sleep 12 to 14 hours a day, uh, between, I, I have there's certain things I have to do. I, ha, I have to stay on top of an exercise regimen, mm-hmm. stretching regimen, because of uh, other issues that came up during that period of time where I was unhealthy. That just, when you get your health back, whenever you have for anyone that's listening that has beaten cancer, that has had surgery, you you get back to being healthy, but you still have a lot of things you have to maintain based on the surgeries or things that you you've dealt mm-hmm. with. So you have that time that you have to do, and then I've got to I've got to be there for uh, whether it's events for my my wife's work, my kids. I I don't miss any 
any game that they have, any practice that they have. So a lot of times I only have five hours in a day to spend on my business. Hmm. And there is no wasting time, uh, no resources wasted. And as I said, it's as simple as that. I don't, I don't waste any time anymore. That's, that's powerful, too, because uh, it sounds like you are really, uh, you're super clear on what your priorities are. Absolutely. It's business, family. That's, those are my two priorities. I don't spend a, there's, I, I will have 20 to 30 minutes to watching some type of TV program that's part of my nighttime routine, but that's it. I don't spend any time on, on TV. I don't have a lot of uh, time for hobbies or anything like that, which I did. And, but at the end of the day, when you only have so much time, you take advantage of every single minute because I do not want to lose the time that I have with my family because I value that more than anything, even more than my business. And, but I know I need my business there to, to support my family and give them the things that I want them to have. So those are the two that are my big 1A and 1B priorities. And so funny, as I'm listening to you talk about this, I think to myself, you know, there's a lot of people that would say, Look, I got to sleep 12 to 14 hours for the rest of my life. Uh, I'm throwing in the towel. I mean, how am I going to be able to run a business? Because there's people that will say, (laughs) and I'm sure you're you're not too sympathetic of this, but there are people that will say, you know, well, I got kids and I got a job, you know, and they're trying to start something. I just don't have time. Uh, And you you clearly do. This is this is the thing that. that, that I think is the most interesting, you know, you, it's like, uh, when the guy first broke the, the four minute mile, right? Roger Bannister and people started seeing that it's possible. Well, here you are and you're doing it in spite of all these other things. That's pretty inspiring. Thank you. It, it really is. And I got to imagine that people, um, when they see you doing this because it you know you know how it is today brandon i mean let's be honest people 12 to 12 hours 14 hours sleep okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna collect the disability and i'm just gonna go hang it up and uh you know i'll be over here (laughs) that's kind of how it is nowadays right and uh that's that's clearly not even um that's not even a possibility with you no and i and i can't say there was a lot of support for me when I was completely at the lowest point, and even when I was coming back, because it had been so many years that I had been sick, and hmm. anybody that had visited me that was either professional contact or even a personal contact, they were kind of feeling sorry for me because I would, I couldn't, I couldn't speak anymore. So I, I'd, I'd be pausing for six seconds between every word. A lot of times I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't walk, uh, couldn't drive a car anymore. So they, they thought that I was on my way out. And a lot of times it's, it's tough to be around someone that they knew at a young age or that they know at a, at a pretty young age that was successful. And now they see that they're just withering away. I mean, psychologically, that's, that's hard. But anyways, everyone kind of went on and did their own thing. And when I was coming back and as I said, Five hundred thousand dollars in debt. Most people didn't give me a chance. Uh, no, no one was answering the phone anymore to uh, to talk to me. 
So just having to do it all by myself. And, and even family members would tell me, why don't you just uh, stay at home and, and take the disability as opposed to going out there and uh, trying to do it again? Because they just, they, I guess a lot of them thought that it was, they were doing their best by telling me that because they didn't want to see me uh, struggle and, and, and fail. But I, but I always knew over that, it was almost a period of five years where I, I couldn't do anything from a business standpoint. Even when I couldn't talk in my mind, I was still thinking to myself, if I can just get my mind back, mm. I can make money again. It's not that hard to make money. I just need to get my mind back. Mm. It's not that hard to make money. And it's so funny because it is something that so many people struggle with. And um, more and more, uh, you know, stories like yours really do point out that, hey, maybe that struggle is a choice. Yeah, at the end of the day, we all we're all going to face struggles at some point in time. So maybe I mean, if you've got it good now and you don't have much going on and you're just struggling with your business at some point in time, you or someone that you love is going to be in a very difficult situation. And it's, it's best that you figure it out now and get, your, get yourself built up and, and you're strong mentally so that you can face that and, and get through it. And once you get through it, everything gets a lot easier. It sounds like you, you definitely have done that. You built up and that's what you, you really... Um you did in the beginning was build up that muscle of being able to deal with these things, this resilience and uh, definitely a lot of lessons we can learn there. What are you doing now, Brandon? Obviously I know you've got a great blog. You've got a podcast. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Well, I built up my, the, the blog was a transition that for my business. So as I said, the first year was services. I was doing good, but then I realized that it was actually one of my employees came up to me and, and showed me their blog and asked me for their feedback. And I was like, why don't I have a blog? So I spent six months <laughs> studying all the top blogs in every industry. There are about 60 or 70 blogs out there. I'm really good at numbers crunching and reverse engineering things. Hmm. So I identified all the, all the aspects of all these blogs. And I did a Venn diagram to find out what worked across all of them. And then came up with a system. And within the first uh, four months after I made my first blog post, I was already doing 100,000 monthly visitors 18 months later wow. I was doing a million monthly visitors and at that point I had brought my clients in to, to doing their blogs and collectively between my blog and the clients blogs we were doing over 3 million monthly visitors hmm. things were going really good there and I, I realized that the next thing was to do a course and show people how to do exactly what I did and so I created a course called theblogmillionaire.com and basically walks people through 13 video modules on covering my entire system from writing the right content, doing keyword research, SEO, social media, everything that I do to get my traffic completely transparent and gave that out and then started marketing that through my podcast, The Blog Millionaire. And everything's been going really good with those, the, the, the lines of revenue being the course advertising from my blogs. My blogs up to about 2 million visitors now. And then and I still 
I have a handful of clients that I still do services for. So who are the, who are the type of people that you like to work with? I typically will take on clients that do between $1 million and $50 million in revenue per year. That's my sweet spot for clients. And anybody that isn't at $1 million in revenue, it, then I point them to my course because the course is right now, it's $397. And that allows them to get access to it and kind of do it yourself, get everything going in the right direction. And easily with a, with, with a course like that, with some <laughs> principles that you put together, uh, maybe they can get a, get a, a chance to actually work with you if, they, uh, if they're able to put those, those, those things to use. It's, it's, I think once they build it up and, and it, it all depends on what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. If they're building out business services, that falls into that line. And if they're just building out a blog, a lot of them just stick with the course because the course has a private Facebook group. So I'm able to build relationships with everyone. They can ask me questions at any time about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm always there for them. So it just, it's a different price point that pretty much allows anyone to, to have a relationship with me and they don't have to be an actual client that's, that's paying for the bigger services. And a great model, too, for somebody who really needs to make effective use of their time. I can imagine that really works well for you um, with, with being able to, 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 to work with one to many. Absolutely. Because, as I said, with the client services, I have a, a maximum amount of people that... I can work with. That's it. Because you're, I, I'm the, the point person on the phone calls and mm-hmm. I, I'm not delegating that part of it because I've found that that's for me is the most important aspect of it. I don't want a salesperson talk, talking to one of my clients. So there's a maximum amount of money that I can make to that. So and doing things that like blogging where it makes money 24 hours a day and then the course where I can communicate people when I have time through the, through the Facebook group on a daily basis mm. that doesn't require our phone calls for, for each person, it definitely helps out for, for growing it above and beyond. For somebody that only has five hours a day or so to spend on their business because of the health situation that you find yourself in, uh, thank you for spending an hour with us. I want to make sure that I give you a chance to... Uh, to promote or to talk about whatever it is that uh, you want to add. I know we've talked about and mentioned brandongailey.com, your podcast, the blog millionaire, anything else that you want to make sure that, uh, that you can add. You can go to the blog millionaire.com. It's the blog millionaire.com. You can sign up to the waiting list for the course, get access to a three part video series. It kind of gives you the highlights of, of SEO and some of the strategies that I use. And then there's also a link to the podcast and that'll take you to iTunes. And if you're on Stitcher or Google play, just do a search for the blog millionaire and it'll take you right to it. You know, you're really the definition in many ways of living on purpose. I just want to say hats off to you. And I, I want to say that I do believe that the world is a better place because of what you've shared today. Yeah, I hope that someone can find inspiration in it. There's, there's, there's no greater feeling than I have when people read my bio and my blog and they reach out to me and, and they ask me questions because they're going through some sort of health struggle and they're trying to start their own business. And then we create a relationship going back and forth with those emails. So I hope that 
someone can hear this and get inspired and know that if you're struggling right now with whatever, whether it be a health issue, a business issue, just hang in there, stay strong, don't give up, keep reading, keep listening to podcasts, and eventually you will break through. And that's on purpose. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you. You too, Justin. What a guy. What a story. And I'm so happy to be able to bring it to you. If you want to hear more like this, plenty of great episodes at justinbarclay.com. You can get the full show notes for this specific episode on purpose at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero one six. You'll find out more about Brandon Gailey. As a matter of fact, the links that he just mentioned, uh, the books, the resources that he mentions during the show and some great key takeaways all at justinbarkley.com slash purpose zero one six. Again, want to thank Heath LaBox, who I read earlier, his great review. Heath has got a great story, by the way. Heath is in the Navy and he is a submariner. I think I said that right. Submariner, submariner. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, though. His story is so cool. You've got to check this guy out at his own blog and website, HeathLabox.com. Thanks for the rating today. By the way, if you'd like for me to give you a shout out on the show too, love a rating, a five-star rating and a review, just go to JustinBarkley.com slash podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Make sure you leave your name in there for a blog or a podcast, whatever you'd like for me to uh, promote as I want to make sure you get your plug in. Right. It's all about helping each other out, man. I'd, I'd love to help you live your life on purpose. So um, go to justinbarkley.com slash podcast. Leave that five star review, that rating. And uh, yeah, you never know. You could be chosen next week. Very cool. Right. By the way, this helps us in the iTunes store in the world of iTunes. If you've ever listened to a podcast before and you've heard people ask this or talk about it, there's a reason iTunes has this weird way of operating where they do things. Um, and it's actually kind of cool where as podcasts get better ratings and get better reviews over time, they can start taking those better rated podcasts, those better shows, so to speak, and pumping them up to the top of this little discovery area where you can find all kinds of fun and new, really cool shows to listen to. So that's why people do it. That's why we're asking you to do it. And hey, if you can help us out, we appreciate it. More tips, tricks, and inspiration at justinbarclay.com. Got a great all-access VIP free newsletter. I'd love to send you literally dozens of ways that you can get more freedom in your life. Tips, tricks, inspiration, justinbarclay.com. Just click the blue newsletter uh, link there, and I'll set you up. Well, that's it for today, and I, as always, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate you. This podcast is for you, and honestly, it doesn't happen without you. So thank you for being a part of it. We're building a great community here, and I love that uh, we have the opportunity to do that with you. That's it. Until next time, cheers to you and your life on purpose. All you are.